Hi, beloved friends. Thank you for joining me this evening. And this evening is going to be broken down into two or three parts. I'm not sure yet. But I do know this first part is going to be what I would call transmission. I know that there's some movement coming up later for you to feel into everything that gets shared this evening. I'm going to be sending you a playlist with this replay so that you have the kinds of music that I listen to that puts me in contact with this essential, vital power, force, presence. But for the first part, I would like to close my eyes and just go a little deeper. I'm going to go behind my little screen. So just feel free to lie down, sit down, and hear the words as a message, not as a theory, just to see how they fall within you. And before we go anywhere, let's just take a little journey to go down into our womb as deeply as we can through word, through imagination, through breath. We're going to be doing some womb work later. But however you're sitting, however you're laying, consciously, Open those legs just a little more than you normally would. And if there's any awkwardness about that, just breathe through that open-legged space because there's no one there. It's just you. <laughs> it's just you. And after what may feel like a vulnerable feeling, an awkward feeling, maybe an ashamed feeling, then I hope and pray you will come into a sense of permission, authority, and power. You are lying there with your legs slightly wider than normal. You are sitting there with your legs slightly wider than normal. And you're breathing huge, expansive breaths and everything is okay. Now, as we 
jump in our little elevator of consciousness. As we start to go down into the womb, you may start to feel what I call moon cramps or period cramps. I've always had that, this strange phenomena, even now that I'm probably out the other side of menopause as I sit and speak to you now. Suddenly the ovaries and the fallopian tubes flare up and lo and behold, I feel like I'm about to bleed. And for me, that is the response that my womb is listening and totally aware of what's going on. And it's a big fat yes. So jump in your little elevator of consciousness and put your inner ears down in the womb, down in the yoni. Get close to earth. Get close to the earth that you're sitting or laying on. Get close to the elements that actually make up our flesh body. See if you can feel the pulse of life emanating from the planet and rippling into you. So with this first part of the class, all I ask is that you listen to these words from the womb from the yoni. And the first thing I want to say is to just come in and kick open the door and declare woman is love. Woman is love. Woman is love. And if you are a woman listening, you are love. Your body, your voice, your face, your breath, your movement, your creations, your scent and fragrance, is love. The second big thing I want to bring in is we have probably, because I know I have, we have probably been taught about sex by a man or a patriarchal system. And unless that man is a master of masters. 
we have been educated by a male guide and that is not the operating manual for the female body. We have probably been given the how to have sex book by a male. And because no one else gave us another manual, we thought that was the only one. And so we have been trained to do this sex thing. But it is not the right manual. Eros is our manual. Love is our manual. Sensuality, Shakti, breath, depth, intimacy, ecstasy, bliss. That is our manual. And I must say, now that I'm 50, I've only ever known women be able to teach me that for now, perhaps. Eros is a presence. It is not horniness, shagginess. I don't, I don't know what the words are. Lust, I need to get laid, I need to get off, I need to come, I need a man inside of me. That is not Eros. Eros is a presence, it's, it's an actual being, it was known as a demigod. But now that our consciousness has expanded, I wouldn't categorize it in such a small way in this 2020 age. The purpose of this gathering this evening is to share that Eros, I believe, can heal everything. Particularly, this is my own, this is my opinion here, particularly the kinds of depressive, traumatic, anxious, nervous, disconnected, phobic, neurotic states that our beautiful brains can get into. I utterly believe Eros is the medicine of our time. But it's not just 
what I would call cheap erotic energy. It is fully endowed, fully embodied, emanating with soul light, laced and woven with real and genuine and sincere love, and the complete surrender into the wildness of Shakti. And with no agenda, with no thought of what about me, where's mine, just a tsunami of giving, of grace, of radiance, of incomprehensible <laughs> presence. There's about a thousand sentences going through my mind right now, so I'm going to have to just pick one. Okay, I'm just going to get logical now. Number one, us women must do some work to realize, not just think, not just vaguely remember, but absolutely realize with a capital L, I mean R, <laughs> that this energy must be part of everyday life. That if we had a little pie chart, we would have an equal slice of the pie that said eros or longing or devotion or sensuality. And it would be seen like we do our yoga classes that we happily put aside an hour a day to engage with it to draw it up and through and into our bodies and every cell and every nuance of our being. It becomes as normal as brushing our teeth. And it's not because we want to excite our man or woman, because we want to outdo another woman, that we're going to use it in some way to get that it's a way of edging our way towards an orgasm. So basically, we come in touch with Eros because, and we don't answer the sentence, we don't finish it off. I do believe it needs to become as essential as breathing. And for it to go beyond the genitals. 
the way I work is to bring it through the entire chakra system. I'll be demonstrating that later. I also believe that longing is another nice little ingredient to add to the mix. A real longing, an urgent, heated, aching longing. Perhaps what I'm working on at the moment is to really, really open my heart more, more, more. <laughs> there might be another longing to meet the beloved. And the longing is so intense, so absolutely absolute that you don't even care if you meet the beloved in the physical or the invisible. You don't care. You just want to meet the beloved. You gotta meet him, you gotta him or her, you just gotta get into contact with that presence. You gotta make contact again. You gotta touch, you gotta merge, you gotta taste and smell. And it's irrelevant, irrelevant how that happens, where that happens, who that happens with, it's irrelevant. You just got to go with that longing. And coming back to the first part of the conversation, woman is love. And the more woman loves, the more love there is on earth. We are designed to love everything. <laughs> everything, everyone, every animal, every tree, every flower, every piece of fruit, every vegetable, everything. But if we've been raised in a kind of Western, urban, technological way, we may have got a bit of wiring crossed that says, I'm straight, I can't love other women. I Don't be ridiculous, I can't show my longing, my ecstasy, my breath, my loose mouth, my ecstatic hips, I cannot, I, no, that's just, between me and him in the bedroom. I say no, <laughs> no. Forgive my passion, it's because I'm tapping into this. I have been a flirt my whole life, but my flirtation, I believe, is joyful. It's not I'm not after anything. I don't want to get anyone into bed. I just love to play. Because God knows I love it when it comes my way. And that's how I know Eros is a healer. Because I have been the most moody mare 
and someone, male or female, or even a child or an animal, flirted with me, and suddenly I am right as rain again. And if I had a little time, right now, I could tell you where, what year, and who. Because those moments have become etched in my character. And it was never about, I want to take you to bed. It was, I see you. And by golly, I saw them back. So it's a fisson, it's a fusion, an exchange of energy. In this age we're in now, when there's the possibility of war, 5G, fracking, factory farming, endless horrors on Facebook. This is something us women have got up our sleeve as our ace. And the reason I come up with this call was to say, come on, ladies, let's play the ace. Let's put that ace down. Because if we can genuinely get into this energy daily, as part of a yoga, as part of a meditation, and it becomes part of our character, everywhere, we go supermarket, library, church, disco, playground. We are bringing this energy to the world. And God knows, and I really do mean God. God knows we need this desperately now. And it's a win-win situation. Because the more we rise the eros, the less we are in our heads. Now, I believe at this stage of the game, we really have to shelve the idea that we can teach men or man how to get into their eros or erotic presence. We just got to put that one on the shelf. And lay back into this world that at the moment only we are in. Just because. Perhaps. It's just step one. I must confess, every time I've tried to bring a man into this. The goal takes over and we're rushing and racing to the finishing line, the ejaculation, the orgasm. Or he becomes afraid of it, tries to shut it down or control it. or he becomes obsessed by it. 
and it becomes an addiction and a shadow reappears. So for now, I'm just in this world by myself, or rather, with you. And even as I just do this work with myself, it's as if an atomic bomb has gone off in the house when it happens. And it's just a rebounding of energy, even though I'm up here in the bedroom. I glide down the stairs. The dogs look up and wag their tails. And there's a different flavor and presence and aroma in the house. And things happen on that day. Opportunities arise. People cross my path. And basically, it's a day of bliss. So I feel that's all I want to actually say at this point. I've got a funny old feeling there's going to be more gatherings after this one. I just want you to know how essential and how this energy is a divine energy. It's a divine presence. It's actually a living presence. It's a being. And this being wants to come into our body because we have been given the gift of being female. It's like the body is the environment and the eros is the content. We just gotta bring these two together because this is the operating manual for the female body. And again, recapping, we're doing this work for us. We're doing this so that we can become fully operative as woman. An earth full of women. Totally sashaying into the world at a time when all is dark and foreboding. And we come in laden with gifts, endless supply of gifts that we give freely to everything. You will be amazed what this energy can do in times of conflict, distrust, separation, dishonesty, confrontation. So step one, we got to get rid of the old operating system. I'm not even going to say how, because I trust that you know how. We just don't want to go there. We just don't want to go, go to what that means. I went there because I loved this energy too much to compromise anymore. 
it was also rather handy that it coincided with me going into the menopause. <laughs> I had some extra superpowers available at that time. So I was quite clear. No more sex. No more trashy, mind-driven, anxiety-releasing, orgasm-chasing, dutiful giving. Nah, no. So that's what I had to do. You have a good old feeling too, what you have to do. There's also a theory that us women, we actually only have one big, massive, important question that stays with us constantly until we have the courage to turn to it and ask it. And to also live the answer. When I first came across this concept from Barry Long, I knew exactly the moment he said it, I knew exactly, exactly what my question was. My question was, do I have a soulmate? Do I have a twin? And I knew that my life had been given to find the answer to this. I also knew that this couldn't be something that just goes round and round my head. And I also can't just sit there in prayer asking for him or her to come. I had to make my life be a performance and art piece and epiphany to this question. I had to dive in. So another thing to contemplate after this call, what is your one big resounding question? And it's not nice to have to go there. And, and it's only one. Don't allow yourself to be confused by two or three questions. There is one big question. And the moment you sort of recite it to yourself, your whole body goes, "Ooh, that was the question. So a couple of things, a couple of hurdles on the path thanks to the faulty operating manual is probably some kind of idea or feeling that your body is not exquisitely, outrageously, provocatively beautiful. 
every part. This is another big body of work that we gotta dive into and clean. How did, I, how did I do it? I'm not fully over that one yet, but when I'm in my ecstasy, I am. Oh yes, ma'am. Oh yeah, I am completely done with that concept. When the ecstasy drops down and the patriarchal conditioned woman reappears, few issues can appear, but they're not crushing. And I know it's just a matter of time that I reach my tipping point, that I'm mostly ecstatic. Ecstasy is my juice. I know I will be able to live day and night in the feeling of I have an amazing artistic, luscious, life-giving, life-bubbling, fragrant, voluptuous, curvaceous, tingling body. And in practical terms, I'm kind of tiny. Definitely got curves. Never, ever, ever had a flat tummy. Have a huge butt. And I'm not exactly toned. <laughs> but when that ecstasy is flowing, it's as if the way my body actually is, is the gift, the wobble, the curvaceous, the flesh, the shimmering roundedness, the life. I'm 50, for goodness sake. But when it's time for the on switch, I am aroused by how I look in the mirror. And to the patriarchal operating manual, I most definitely am not what the system would say is a sexy woman. Now, another little piece of work we might have to do is the compare and contrast syllabus that was given by the wrong operating manual, which means we have been going around comparing and contrasting ourselves to every single sister in a mind, thought-induced, drowning in thoughts, artificial way. Now our real manual will say delight in your sister's beauty. Have a good look. Drink it in. Notice the small of her back. Notice the glints in her hair. Look at her amazing lips. Look at her eyes. Look at the way she moves. 
our manual says feast upon her beauty. And then part two says, should you ever come across her and she looks down and depressed, entice her to remember who and what she is. So in comes that little flirtation energy again, that little fisson, that exchange. So not only are we celebrating one another's beauty, we're positively encouraging it. We're not afraid of it. How strange is that? So one of the homeworks I would love for us to do, myself included, is if we haven't already got one, get yourself a nice big full length mirror. And we gotta start looking in that thing. And if our body has seized up and become stiff, we got to start oiling this beautiful body. Start to get it moving again. You don't have to be the world's greatest dancer. But you've got to be able to move. You've got to be able to let that serpentine presence move through your body. Because when that eros comes... It is a serpentine, spiraling, undulating energy. You, you can't be still and be in Eros. Because if you think you can, then it's something else. That's either the addiction program, the horniness program. You cannot be still when the presence of Eros is in your body. And it's certainly not about technique. It is truly about allowance. Your body can move, but you might have to get past a heap of conditioning that says you can't or you won't or you ought not to. I know I said I'd stop speaking, but there's more that wants to be said. This is the last piece. If you find yourself edging towards a depression, or your trauma has been activated, you're disconnecting and sort of imploding a little bit on the inside or you have PTSD 
please remember these words. I know you're not going to feel like it. But if you can come to your yoga mat or your full length mirror and you press play on that song that is closely associated to this energy and you do your work of connecting to the presence and knowing that that presence has been given a birthright to be united and contained within your female body. This is the content that's meant to be in the chalice. And you just let it come into you. I promise you will start heading 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Now, for those of you who know me, you know I'm a Gnostic at heart. So I have this kind of understanding of influences out there called Archons. And today we might call them anti-awakening presences. I believe when that depression comes, that withdrawal from life, that re-triggering of the trauma, that disassociation and disconnectedness and that numbness and that self-loathing or self-hatred, I believe that those feelings in woman are being induced by a program that says do not become the body of love. Let's just keep her systematically disempowered from the powers that reside naturally in her body. From experience, I can tell you that is a big battle to take on when you feel yourself heading down that rabbit hole. And you remember these words. And you say, I am not going down to the deep underworld right now. I am woman. I am love. And I am the active ecstasy of the beloved. That's my kind of language. And you just start moving and opening to that energy because the earth and every inhabitant in, on, above, is thirsting for this. 
if you have a partner who is prone to these mental states, you might be really surprised how they respond when you're in your pure ecstasy. My deepest bodily knowing is that this is what needs to be given to the veterans. This is what needs to be given to the men and women coming back from war. This is the innocent life raft that could be thrown to these people to bring them through whatever traumatic experience they've endured. This could bring them to who they are and where they are now. As I sit here now, I, I hear the invitation to just really experiment and write down the responses as a really sincere pledge to bring to the world. I'm not saying any of this for entertainment or fun. I utterly believe it's medicine. So I feel, I have no idea what the time is. Oh, blimey, it's 10 to. What I'm gonna do now is I'm just gonna go back to my yoga mat. I'm gonna play one of my favoritest songs. You're going to have a copy of it. And I'm just going to show you the kinds of things I get up to if I'm sitting down. I must confess, I am mostly standing and in the mirror. And I work my way up from the tail to the crown of my head. I usually wear yoga pants and I wrap a scarf around my chest and I lift and tuck my scarf up so my belly's on show. So I can see the belly, I can see the small of the back, I can see my shoulders. And I dance for me. I show all of my roundedness and my spiraling. And I show the devotion that's coming up inside of me and I give it to the me 
that's in the mirror. And I do arouse myself, but it's not a, oh, I need to masturbate arousal. It's just a jaw hanging open. My God, you are such beautiful and it's like, it's like I can't take my eyes off of myself, but it's certainly not pride and it's certainly not narcissism <laughs> it's art it's art i'd look at anyone in this same way and i do anyway so let's just go to the mat <sighs> make sure i don't set myself on fire with my scarf Right. There's definitely going to be more calls after this. This is just the first. So join in if you want to. First of all, let's do a little exercise to get down into the womb because Eros does not come from the head. <laughs> and it can only partially come through the heart, I feel. I feel you've got to make the real deep connection to the ingredients that made up our body to the elements, to the earth, to the soil, to the clay, to the water, to, to the force of nature. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to sit cross-legged. I'm going to put my hands over the womb. And I'm going to sound this sound. So come join me. Let your mouth open. Get into your little elevator of consciousness. Hands over the womb. Rocking back and forth. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
together and up. So there's this constant squeezing together and up as if drinking from the earth. I'm gathering, squeezing, lifting up, taking it up into the higher chambers of the body. And I'm not setting a technique in motion. So I'm allowing myself to spiral, but in any minute I can change or I can start flexing. The pulsing, the physical contraction down below sets the tone. That is what is primary. So just keep squeezing and squeezing constantly and see what happens next. What I tend to do is I start to see if I can get my hairs to rise on the body. Because if they rise, that is because Shakti is responding to my touch. Life force is responding to my touch. So I go for the obvious places. Armpits, sides of breast, elbows, wrists, jaw, throat, lifting up hair. So my inner journey looks like this. I'm catching hold of something down below and I'm bringing it up through the spinal cord. And the spine drinks it in as if starving. As you go around your body, try to find immense and genuine pleasure in the shape 
in the skin, the touch and the feel of the skin. And I'm still squeezing down below constantly. Definitely spend quite a bit of time loosening that jaw. Stay with the breath. Getting rid of the old operating manual. Opening to the right manual. As woman, we are love. going you are drawing an elixir a moist elixir up through the center of your spine touch everything everything I mean everything keep seeing if you can get those hairs Say, do you feel a little bit under pressure <laughs> being in front of the screen? But it is working. So after you've done your movement come to a stillness and you can't abruptly stop you're not meant to you will eventually kind of stop and then when you do totally inhale hold the breath in your heart squeeze and lift down below squeeze the yoni together lift it up as if you were gonna Pull the yoni up and into the womb. And exhale, let it all go. Now that was such a tiny little snippet of work, but I'm hoping you are sitting there tingling. I think the next class, I'm going to do a piece on truly accessing your Lilith and your Eve and creating an environment where one can come into the world of the other and vice versa, so that we actually bring these two elements together to create a woman that is not Lilith or Eve, but something like Eveleth. 
<laughs> that's my interpretation because the polarity is not the answer and you can't say this is my Lilith and this is my Eve and you know sometimes I'm like this and sometimes I'm like that I feel what's being asked of us now is to splice them together there is no more separation we are this in any moment we can be Lilith in any moment we can be Eve but the actual root of our being is Eveleth. Anyway, that's my two pennies. I'm sorry it was a lot of theory, but perhaps, you know, this will lead to something. You're going to go to bed now, I am, um, and it'll unravel and you'll contemplate and reflect upon things. Okay, thank you very much for being here. If you have any comments, please post, please Please drop me a line. Yeah, I think even Lilith is going to come next. See you.